0: Welcome to the Fantasy Aches and Takes Podcast, where two physical therapists will be discussing injuries to your fantasy football players so you can stay ahead of the curve and dominate your leagues. They'll be taking the time to explain the injuries and when you can expect your players to be back on the field. As always, thanks for tuning in. And here's your hosts, Aaron Berger and Chris Erickson.
1: All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Fantasy Aches and Takes podcast. I am your co-host, Aaron Berger, a physical therapist here in Pittsburgh, PA. And with me, as always, is Chris Erickson, a physical therapist in Iowa. Big uh, Minnesota Vikings fan. Chris, how are you feeling after week two, man?
0: (laughs) It was a good week. There was a lot of uh, actually some pretty serious injuries this week. If this is the way it's going to go all season, we're going to have a lot to talk about.
1: And and I I was correct, right? You are a Minnesota Vikings fan, right?
0: I, I like the Green Bay Packers, so I was happy with the outcome. Now they didn't play very well. Uh they should have lost. They tried to give it away many times, but uh yeah, I'll I'll both. But typically if they play each other, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Packers.
1: I'm I'm kidding. I, I know you love the Packers. <laughs> I'm pulling your leg, pulling your leg. All right, man. So we'll hop into <laughs> this thing. Uh We'll start off with the QBs here for week two. Obviously, we had two big injuries to, um, to quarterbacks that have been in the league forever, it seems like. Uh, we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees. Um, two guys We're talking about their owner collateral ligament in the elbow, one's in the thumb, right? So Yeah, two different spots, same name. Yeah. Same name, and two, same different, name two, two different, different spots. Di-
0: two, exactly. Yeah, very different injuries. It's kind of interesting.
1: Exactly right. So, Big Ben Roethlisberger, we're looking at an owner collateral in the elbow and if, if anybody watched the game me being a bit, big pittsburgh fan i was glued to the tv i saw big ben throw about two deep passes and he's grabbing his elbow um they're talking about it on the on the broadcast um you, you just knew something was wrong they take him out and i i did i had a bad feeling as soon as they took him out that it was a, a ulnar collateral ligament uh what a sprain because it's a ligament and if it's been this, this serious and he's getting surgery, we're looking at a grade three sprain, which is a full rupture of that ulnar collateral ligament. If this sounds familiar, we're looking at a Tommy John surgery, which is very common in baseball pitchers and baseball uh, position players, the like. Um, but yeah, the, the rehab times are a little bit different just because a pitcher, if he gets Tommy John surgery, the guy's throwing upper 90s the whole, the, whole, the whole summer, the whole fall. Um, just the demands on the arm are a little bit more than a quarterback. They can't throw. It, it would be cool if they could throw 90 miles an hour as a quarterback.
0: But. Yeah, I mean the guys they're definitely throwing hard. But yeah, I mean it's that's a good point. Kind of compare. Talk about. Let's talk about what the ulnar collateral ligament is for those who don't unsure what that ligament does um, on the in, on the inside of your elbow. Uh, the reason it's called ulnar collateral is it's it connects the uh, on the ulna bone, which which is one of the the main bones that that creates your elbow joint. So you think about the torque when that ball and you're you're on the windup and then especially the the classic picture, the picture of like, let's go back to baseball, like a Randy Johnson or Nolan Ryan, where that elbow and that arm, the forearm is almost 90 degrees straight backwards. And the torque required on that forearm on the inside of the elbow is the ligament that stops that motion from happening too far. And so with Ben, you know, the weight of the football, and as he rears back and really tries to heave one down the field on a deep throw, that's where he, where he got it. Um, yeah, go keep going, Aaron, on, on what, you know, the comparison of why it's not quite the same between a baseball player um, and a football player. Even though both guys are throwing hard, the ball's you know, weighs different. The, the mechanics of the windup, um, you know, the quick release that, that football players have compared to the big old long windup that baseball players have.
1: Yeah, so obviously football, a little bit of a shorter windup compared to a baseball pitch. You really got to wind it back, kind of get that T formation as you um, throw the ball towards the plate. Yeah, but football is more of like uh, right, right from the hip to the ear, you got to get out of your hand quickly, which definitely decreases the stresses on the elbow compared to a full whip motion. You can go into all that. There's like seven stages to a pitch and rehab. For every every stage, right, Chris? There's there's yeah. much. There's a whole niche of baseball PTs, and you can go into that, and it's crazy. Yeah, all
0: the the different one, you know, the wind up and the time to take. Like the football, yeah. football guys, they don't have the time to take to set up with the you know the leg, the high the high knee drive, and really get the torque on there. They also don't throw any kind of different kind of pitches, curve balls, yeah, like a curve ball. uh, sliders. Yeah, you don't have. To, there's not much torque on the elbow. It's, it's their motions are typically more over the top. Because of the way they play, you don't want to be too side-arm or to the side when you've got big six-foot-seven you know, seven linemen in front of you and big defensive linemen with their arms up. Um, you try to come more over the top. So it definitely is different. But, man, for him, it's, it's, it's a rough one. I mean, it's his throwing elbow, obviously. And um, I don't know. I'm worried that he's going to have a tough time coming back from this.
1: Do you think it's the last time we've seen Big Ben? Because that's my biggest fear as a Steelers fan. That's that would be my fear
0: as well. I mean, he has talked about some of that stuff in the past. Um, I I hope he has the the spirit and the fight that he wants to come back and you know and, and prove that he can come back from this type of injury and play again. Yeah, and he will. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll tack it down. And he'll it's going to heal. And it's going to get strong, and he'll he'll definitely work hard. But I hope he can have a good comeback with it. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. And being in being in Pittsburgh here, the buzz is real about Mason Rudolph. Man, he's going to have to grow up fast and. <laughs> I don't want to say there's a good thing to all of this, but at least we're going to know what we have in Mason Rudolph.
0: Yep. Yep. I think it's time to to pick him up. You never – because, yeah, I I liked him at Oklahoma State.
1: I think he can definitely throw the ball. And he has the rapport with James Washington, so you know he's going to be throwing. throwing That's
0: right. That was his big receiver in college. Yeah, that's in the same team. I forgot about that. Yeah, those two hooked up a lot in college. That was deep passes.
1: They did. They did. Yep. So B- Big Ben obviously out for 2000, fortunately, but this next guy we're going to talk about should be making a comeback here within about six weeks. We were talking about it earlier is the same um, the same name for the ligament, which is the ulnar collateral ligament, but different location. So Big Ben was in the elbow. Drew Brees is in his thumb. So it's yeah. all on the side, which means the inner half of the thumb. And this is, this is the, the most common probably injury for the thumb of any athlete is an ulnar collateral ligament sprain. And this, in this case, it would be a grade three sprain, which is a complete rupture. Um, yeah, picture, picture the thumb kind of when you had your palm
0: out in front of you, when your thumb is pulled kind of down and away from you, that's what stops. So when he hit, when he hit, I believe it was Aaron Donald on the follow through hit Aaron Donald's hand, and that's a pretty big, strong hand to hit. Um, you know, that, that thumb was pulled down and away and uh, spraying that ligament.
1: Have, have you seen injuries like this in the clinic, Chris, before?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this, this is one that you, you would see typically during a fall of some kind. Um, someone with an outstretched hand um, is falling, and they get that thumb kind of bent back behind them, and you'll get the, the collateral ligament tear in the thumb. And and
1: just curi- out of curiosity, do you think this six-week window – is adequate because you hear it all over ESPN, all over Bleacher Report and stuff like that, the, the six-week window for an owner collateral ligament, like a rubber, and then a repair via surgery. I I love Drew Brees a lot. I love that guy. Great quarterback, highly accurate, hyper-efficient. But I just don't know, six weeks, that, that's a lot to come back. He couldn't even grip the football.
0: It is. That's pretty quick, Just just based on – um, you know, physiology alone, it's going to take about that a long time for it, for it to scar down and have a real good, um, you know, strength in the repair. Uh, being his throwing hand, like you said, being able to grip the ball, that that worries me that even if he comes back at six, you know, how likely is that he's going to, um, you know, fumble or have a tough handle on the ball. Uh, yeah, that's going to be quite – that, I think, is the best-case scenario uh, six weeks. I wonder if it was maybe, you know, partially – torn and they just wanted to go in there and and tack down the rest of it to speed the recovery or if did you see that if it was fully you know completely ruptured on that one
1: yeah, you, you wonder that i don't know and yeah going forward just with teddy bridgewater I, I don't know if you saw the reports but they're kind of going to go be a, a mixture of teddy bridgewater and Taysom hill so yeah that'll definitely be different it's gonna be like a high school look here for the uh new orleans saints in week three just it's too bad
0: yeah, it's too bad because that team had legitimate mm-hmm. NFC, um, you know, NFC uh, Super Bowl chance out of that out of that division. They're they're a good team. They got a good defense. Yeah. They obviously can move the ball on offense. Drew Brees has proved that they can really score. So that is, you know, with only sixteen games, if they don't go, I mean, they need to probably go five hundred three and three over the next six. They they really can't afford to go two and four, one and five. That would really hurt them for their chances for the playoffs.
1: Absolutely, and and they've just been. Um, it just like, they keep making it year after year. The Vikings, the Minnesota Miracle, and then last year against yep. the, the NFC Championship. You just you just feel like the the uh, the Saints are doing it. Just it stinks to see this happen to such a good uh, such a good guy in Drew Brees. But yeah,
0: I I really like Taysom Hill. I actually like him better I, than um, Teddy Bridgewater. I think I do too the, he, the ability yep. for him to run, how strong he is. He's got yeah. just a god. He's just a, if you want to talk about. Tremendous athlete. I like that guy. Great athlete. You can put Steve. him anywhere.
1: And just just to really confuse defense because Teddy Bridgewater's not a huge running quarterback, and he had that huge injury to his knee, um, and I'm sure he's not going to be too apt to running now, now that he is finally getting his chance. He's trying to find a new um, – actually, they did sign him to a, a – big thing over the offseason was Teddy Bridgewater is going to sign a contract. Um, so he's not worried about going and starting anywhere, but to have that backup rule for Drew Brees – is definitely secure. So I don't feel like he's yeah. a lot. Um, if they're going to be running, it's going to be with Taysom Hill for sure.
0: Yep. I like that guy. Yeah. Well, they just need to, to stop, like kind of put a thumb in the, um, in the levy, you know, just to, like yep. just try to hold on for about go 500 and get out of there. And wait till he gets back and then they can roll. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, so you think the six week time period is fair? So we, about week eight for
0: Drew Brees? I think that's on the on the on the fast end. Yeah, I think that would be yeah. the, the fastest he could do it. It would not surprise me at all if depending. And I think it depends on how they're doing. You know, if they're if they're either 500 or winning a little bit, if he's not quite there, that you know, you rest him another week or so. But a lot of it, I think, depends on what the what their record is and what the schedule looks like around that. Um, what would that be around week at week eight, nine, somewhere in there? If they say, hey, we got you know, we gotta have you, or ah, let's rest one more week.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll move to the running backs now. Looking at a guy at a FAU, uh, great rookie here for the Buffalo has been uh, he's he's shown some spark this uh, this season through two weeks, and we're talking about Devin Singletary dealing with a hamstring uh, hamstring strain. Um, and these are tough, just put the re-injury risk for a hamstring during the long NFL season. He's uh, he's week to week right now. He did not practice today, right? Uh, but that, which, which or,
0: or yesterday
1: yeah or yesterday so we I, I always say this is what I always tell everyone two limited practices in a row they're usually good at this point i be out for week three because he didn't get those two limited practices in a row and yeah. uh, so we're we're going to be riding Frank this week, unfortunately for the 20th year in a row it seems <laughs> yeah he's he, this guy's had such a great
0: um start I mean He's had, you know, some long runs. Um, yep. you know, Definitely touch, hyper touchdown. efficient.
1: Yep. And I, th- I think the Buffalo offense, within the few years, is going to run through him and Josh Allen, obviously. They invested a high draft pick in Josh Allen. They think a lot of Devin Singletary. Um, and, and he's he's the guy that they drafted to run in their system. So I think yeah. that's something to look out for in the upcoming years. Probably doubtful for week three here coming up. Depending yeah, I've,
0: I've already benched him. I, I have him in my no. team, and I've already put him on the bench. It does not look good. I'm not going to risk the uh, – because even if he goes out there and say – say you get to game time, you know, close, and they, and they do their warm-ups, and he's like, yeah, it's a game time decision. He goes out there and starts to run around. and It's like, now nah. it just feels that tightness, feels that um, you know, that pain in the hamstring. They're going to – he's not going to go this week. I, I would highly doubt he goes.
1: Absolutely. Um, but going forward, definitely a, definitely a young guy to look out for to get more volume as the year increases. Talking about volume, we're going to move over to my Pittsburgh Steelers and talk about James Conner. <laughs> <Again>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they they, they love to the pound James Conner, but they also – I think that they forget sometimes how talented Jalen Samuels is as in a backup role as far as if they're ever down. I would put Jalen Samuels in. He's a – I wouldn't say a far superior pass catcher, um, but James Conner is less refined than Jalen Samuels. um, But – Leading up to week three, we're looking at James Conner with a hyperextension of his left knee. That just means his knee became too straight during a tackle. Um, but whenever we look at a hyperextension, we just worry about those ligaments, uh, Chris. Yeah, it's been reported that different different outlets are calling it a bone bruise. Um, and this is something if the if the ligament doesn't rupture, it Which just can be just as painful. I mean, if, you, if they, yeah. if
0: you know, if he gets hit right in the, right in the what we call the tibia or the shin bone right on front or even the, you know, your knee cap, um, when it kind of hyperextends and bends backwards, the, the covering of the bone, um, we call that the periosteum, but that's, that's has a lot, a lot of nerves. That's why it hurts to break a bone so bad. So if you bruise that, that can be quite painful for him to, to, to run on.
1: For sure. And, and I, I always liken it to the, um, the weakest structure is going to go like if, If the ligament is nice and strong, that's not going to rupture if you get that hyperextended. But because it's so strong, you're going to experience a bone bruise where that ligament attaches. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what happened with James Conner. It looks like he's going to play for week three. I wouldn't expect quite the volume that he usually gets for the Steelers offense. And obviously we're going to downgrade any Steelers offensive player uh, with my boy Mason Rudolph under the helm. I I think he's going to do fine. At least for one week, we're gonna temper our expectations a little bit. Um, yeah,
0: you probably have to sit. I mean, and not, yeah. I don't know if you can really play or expect too much out of James Connor um, with the injury, plus with the fact that they're gonna load the box and make Mason Mason Rudolph throw. I'm not sure how much upside he has on the you know on the fantasy side for uh, specifically for Connor.
1: Yeah. Moving down to Kansas City, we're talking about Damian Williams, who's dealing with a right knee contusion. Hasn't practiced this week at all. Certainly not looking good for, for Damien Williams this week. Uh, and the, there's a guy in the in the backfield in Kansas City that everyone is just stoked about, and that's Darwin. Mm-hmm. And with the next guy we're going to talk about, LaShawn McCoy, I feel like this might be the Darwin-Thompson breakout game that everyone's been waiting for.
0: Yep. They've got the offense, man. They, I mean, they can put that, you know, in situations. Where, when you saw – shit, what did he, Pat Mahomes probably threw for – Two hundred yards in the second quarter alone. You know, probably yep, three hundred right. yards in the first half. Three or four I mean, touchdowns in the uh, second of, quarter. Yep. Yeah, I mean, get some running game stuff too. They they have the the offensive firepower to to get the guy like that some some touches.
1: Yeah. So so anytime we're dealing with a contusion, it's simply just a bruise. Um, just the, depends on the severity, and obviously, bruises are not the most fun thing to deal with. So we're gonna have some pain with that. Yep. but structurally okay. It's just it's yes. just a new pain. Yep, structurally, structurally okay. We're just dealing with some pain control. Um, and then moving to Lashawn McCoy, uh, Damian Williams' backfield mate, we're looking at a left ankle sprain. And I speculated earlier in the week um, whether it was a lateral ankle sprain, your typical inversion sprain, or a high ankle sprain. The high ankle sprain definitely carries a longer return play time. Um, but thankfully, it was just a low, uh, a low ankle sprain, that lateral ankle sprain, dealing with the ATFL, which is the most commonly sprained ligament in the foot um just your, your typical you're playing basketball with your buddies you roll your ankle you have an ankle sprain um and just with with all the anti-inflammatory things that NFL teams can do nowadays um it looks like Sean McCoy is going to play in three in what role I'm not quite sure I'm sure he won't be 100 percent workload right. they are going to work they're going to work but,
0: but that one like we've talked about in the past that one's easier to brace up with oh yeah with yep. tape and ankle braces, and kind of, kind of uh, make a check rein, so to speak, to to stop that, or or to at least limit that inversion where the ankle, where your foot um, bends in. Um, as long as the yeah. foot can go up and down, and he can run. Maybe he'll be a little, little limited with his cuts, but yeah, he's gonna be in there.
1: Yeah, and and you being an athletic trainer, Chris, you know all about like taping and spatting and all that stuff. Yeah, he'll have there'll be some
0: uh, very specific taping techniques that you can use to help keep. Basically, you're adding. Um, an eversion force, almost like pulling the foot up and out, to do the opposite of what of what puts stress on that ligament, which is foot down or toes down and in. So you help yep. kind of kind of brace that so that you you lift, um, plantar flexion, which is foot down, and inversion, which is that tipping in kind of thing. So, yep, that's those are pretty standard, very common, and pretty easily uh, um, helped with some with some taping and rehab.
1: An injury that's not so quite easily dealt with is yeah. an adductor strain, and that's exactly what Josh Jacobs is working through for Oakland. And an adductor, we're looking with the inner thigh, um, just the muscles that kind of bring your legs towards one another. Yeah, strong muscles. And
0: damn, the Oakland looks
1: pretty good. I
0: can't believe. It. <laughs> I know it, they look pretty I, good. I, I thought I wish- they were going to be a dumpster fire, like like you know, not quite as bad as the Dolphins, but they look pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with. Um, the cornerback out there. And, you know, even though they lost Antonio Brown, they – shoot, I like the way they are playing right
1: now. I know. I, I'm, they lost A.B. And I, I just thought after that they were just going to turn into a, a, a trash team.
0: Yeah. With, I thought maybe they'd be a mess, you know, especially the know. in the front office when you've got Gruden and you've got the general manager, like, not on the same page about what you're going to do with yeah. A.B. And, okay, I'm like, this, this team is not even there in disarray. But yeah. now he's got them going.
1: And I, I watched Hard Knocks, and I just think Gruden – I know John Gruden doesn't listen to this, but I, I just think he's the biggest croc in the in the league. I hope he does. Wouldn't it be awesome if he called us out? But, no, he's not going to listen. There you go. <laughs> knock, knock on wood if you're with me, man. I
0: know. Yeah. Come on, John. Come on, Chucky. Listen yeah. to this thing.
1: Yeah. But but Josh Jacobs, I'm, I'm worried about adductors can easily be um, kind of flared up during the game. Yeah. And anytime – If I listen his leg power and strength, absolutely. Yeah. If, if, we're, if we're looking at that groin muscle, I just worry about – this as well chris just that a sports hernia which mm-hmm. is is like just the most annoying injury for a football player just with all the pressures going through the abdominal cavity during a game um, that a sports hernia is definitely something to worry about and that's just a a disruption in the um, the abdominal wall
0: yeah and these are hard these are hard to
1: to pinpoint at times
0: too cuz the adductor group is there's a couple of adductor muscles and where they you know originate up in up into like into the groin and pelvis, it can take a while. I've had this, you know, it was a long time ago in high school and, um, with baseball and stuff trying to be – I was a catcher and trying to squat and get up and down and, and twist and run. Uh,
1: it was not fun. It took a while. Like, these can be yeah. troublesome. Just – we're going to segue into our, into our wide receivers here. So kind of staying on the same track, we're going to talk about the Sean Jackson electric uh, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles once again. Uh, I'm a Steelers fan, obviously, but I love seeing D.Jacks in the uh, the Philadelphia green. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with an abdominal strain for for Deshaun Jackson, and we're looking at a one to two week return to play time, depending on severity. Um, like I was talking about, just the pressures that go through the 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 chest wall and the abdominal wall during the the course of, football, of a football game. This is something that can easily be. Um, kind of flared up, so yeah, that's kind of
0: a garbage pail term. You know, abdominal strain that could be anywhere yeah. from the, you know, like, other, like r- actual like you know rectus abdominis, the, the muscles that you'd see on the outside um, of the scanners, or, or something yeah. deeper down and lower like down, something
1: like that. Yeah, yeah, the abdominal
0: wall. So it's it's hard to know exactly what that he's dealing with and where it's at, since you know the description of abdominal strain
1: is kind of vague. Yeah, but but I, I, I'm assuming he's out for week three. Um, we're gonna fire. Yeah, up Yeah, he's out. Floor. He's definitely out. Yep. We're going to fire up Nelson Aguilar and
0: Zach. Er- and, I, and I miss, you know, I misplayed. played, I misplayed played Jackson. Latt. The first week I sat him and he went off. I'm like, Okay. I'm playing D Jack this week. And then he played like 11 snaps and scored me zero points. So I messed that up twice now on his. You're trying to hit the home run, Chris. Yep. I messed it up. I'm just going to go back can't, to what works.
1: Can't fault you for that. Now you got <laughs> to play Demarcus Robinson. Okay. Pick up Demarcus Robinson. Got it. Yeah. All right. Hit, hit, uh, we're going to stay in Philly talking about Alshon Jeffrey Unfortunately, an oft-injured player that we, I, I just seem to talk about all the time—he's dealing with a calf strain. Well, yeah. That whole offense—they
0: got—they got injuries up and down their whole offense.
1: Yeah, well, they—they they canceled practice yesterday because everyone was so injured. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, so just like a straight-up rest day. Like, hey, guys, just take care of your bodies yeah. and just. Oh, wow, that's yeah, yeah really hurt then. Because they have the uh, they have the Thursday night game next week, so okay. Peter Doug Peterson just wanted to rest up uh, yesterday. Well, at least at
0: least they get a couple extra, so they do not play this. Sunday?
1: No, they play this Sunday.
0: Okay, so they got two games within five, oh, yeah. days, four or five days. That's that's hard. That's
1: really yeah. going to be rough on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be tough. Um, but he's dealing with a, a calf strain. We're looking at the gastrocnemius and the soleus. Probably the gastrocnemius that is strained. Depending on severity, reports are saying that it's mild. So anywhere from one to two weeks. Alshon yeah. on the on the bench. Same with Djax, We're firing up Nelson Aguilar and Zach Hurts because Carson Wentz needs somebody to throw to
0: him. Yes, he does.
1: And then we're going to move out to our dumpster fire. Well, <laughs> it was supposed to be a dumpster fire, but it's not looking so bad yet. Emphasis on yet. Uh, the Oakland Raiders were looking at the wide receiver Tyrell Williams dealing with a hit pointer, which is something that you could talk about, Chris, being a, a former football player. What's, what's a hit pointer? So they t- typically talk about that. Now, you
0: wear it. A lot of the guys, um, in, especially in the interior line, your running backs and stuff, will wear those, those outside hip pads. But a lot of the out, outside and skill position players, your wide receivers, um, defensive backs, don't wear those hip pads that go on the side of your hip and thigh. So where, where your pelvis kind of arcs up and over um, to the side of you, when you get hit on the side, there's a lot of muscle attachments to that to the, on the pelvis up high there. And that's what hurts is when you get hit on the side and you you bruise the top of that thigh, or sorry, not thigh, the top of the pelvis on the side of your hip, and that's where the hip pointer is, and it definitely is painful with all of the muscles that attach there. You have to move your legs.
1: Yeah, and just I I think Keenan Allen was dealing with this late last year, and it's just it's something that. It takes one hit or one land on the turn mm-hmm.
0: yeah and those guys you know, the other top they're hitting lower now they're trying to avoid the
1: you yep. know up high hits
0: to the helmet and you just see it I, i'm watching you know the college game right now houston and tulane and i can see a lot of the guys on the outside the skill position guys do not wear those outside hip pads and i yeah. but we always roll it so it's i guess you're taking a risk to that you feel like you're faster if you don't wear them but i mean i don't know it could,
1: it's, it could miss you some tough. time too yeah and 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 Williams is a great spot. Like we were talking about, AB leaving Oakland, um, he's pretty much the the downfield guy. He's uh, the guy, yeah. Guy. And then you have Hunter Renfro kind of soaking up any uh, any uh, like short range stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much moving through uh, Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller right now in Oakland. So this weekend, Darren Waller definitely looking at like nine or ten targets. I would I would project him at.
0: Yeah, and I mean Renfro reminds me of like the. Like your, like your Patriots um, type little slot, like your Wes Welker in the past. Like, your, yeah. you know, just let's, let's get them 10 catches for 80 yards, you know, just little arrow routes, ins, outs, hooks, and you get like eight or 10 catches for like 60 or
1: 70 yards. But that's good points. I and mean, if you're in a PPR league, that's dang good Yeah, Hunter Renfro is not a bad play this week, and I'm sure uh, – He's quick. I'm sure Bill Belichick was punching air whenever the uh, Oakland Raiders drafted that guy. He, he yeah. I mean, that's, that's his type of guy, right? I mean – yeah.
0: Little tiny slot guy, tough as nails, been around a long time, um, played really, really high-level college at, with Clemson and just catches almost everything, got great hands,
1: and just runs little tiny quick option and no routes. That's, yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. And then we're leading into tight ends, we've got one more guy, Chris. We're looking at okay. Dan Joku, and did you see him fall on his neck? Because that no, was not, no, I, I did not. I missed man. that. I, I missed the play on that one. What happened? Yeah. So he, he he went up for a catch. Um, just got totally upended. Landed on his neck, and it it it, it was one of those scarier moments whenever you're watching football, and you they it it, it it turns into a real human moment, right? Just, just yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Like
0: straight on, the, like straight on the top of his head, or more towards like the the side so, or back of his head.
1: So it was kind of like a a total like to the side. Okay. Where it's just like you you worry about like a vertebral fracture in the cervical spine yep or even a brachial plexus injury yep. some or kind a brachial of like plexus yep. strain yeah yeah. so so nothing nothing in that realm just dealing with concussion thankfully um, and he was also dealing with a little bit of a wrist injury probably looking at some type of wrist sprain tons of ligaments in the wrist tons of stuff to injure um, but just as far as a concussion I mean, we've talked about this before it's just the chemical cascade that happens from a hit to the head um, and we're looking at uh, nausea, light sensitivity, stuff like that. Anywhere mm-hmm. from one to three weeks is the usual timeline that I project on NFL players. This is the stuff that they go through nowadays. And we've talked about, about this before, Chris. They used to just set guys in rooms, dark rooms, just tell them to get over it. Uh, but now they're kind of reintroducing activity and just seeing how the symptoms react to that activity. So. Exactly. Yeah. And then
0: that, at that level, you know, even in higher level, um, it's been passing down now from the higher level, obviously, NFL to high level college, to even high school teams. They'll get some baseline testing for these guys with a system like maybe what's called an impact testing, where they'll test uh, baseline cognitive ability along with their uh, physical abilities. And so when they have a, an injury like this, they could, they have at least some info to say, hey, is this guy close to the way he was you know, pre-injury or than him just re- relying on him, his subjective History or what he tells you, he feels they can yeah. actually hook him up, you know, and, and run some cognitive tests and see how fast he's processing information, and then you know slowly bring him uh, expose his brain. You you don't think about how much stuff goes on even in the meeting room. Like when they're meeting, it's you know we got we got film, all these things happening fast. We're looking at small print on on uh, play, on playbooks and charts, and that stuff can make have visual disturbances. They can have increased headaches or not even you know, running or moving. I could just be sitting in the classroom trying to learn, learn from next week's uh, game plan.
1: Yep. So it, it, it's, it's definitely a, t- a tough injury and more, um, just more uh, attention has been paid to it within the last few years in the NFL. Way more. Yeah. 10X, 10 X, 10, 10 There's, it's yeah, more uh, noticeable. I mean, than yeah, for sure. We, we think of these guys as gladiators, but they have to go home to their families whenever they're 40 years old. But mm-hmm. And they have to have a, a healthy, functioning brain. I mean, we have to stop looking at these guys like they're some gladiator, and they're actually human beings. So, we we hope the best for David and Joku. Hopefully, he gets back out there soon. Uh, the the Browns didn't look great. You know, no. the, there was so much hype around them, and I don't know. They should have slaughtered the, the Jets, and they just didn't. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was not. I mean, I know they won, but yeah, I definitely wasn't impressed yeah. with. I, I, you know,
1: I love the I love the Rams this week for a uh, for a pick on on primetime. Love the Rams. Yeah, who do they who do the Rams play this week? The the Browns, they got it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's
0: in, it's in Cleveland, but I don't really care. Oh no, Rams, I like I like Rams on that one
1: too for sure. That's. I, I also I also love your Packers this week against the Broncos.
0: Ooh, that's gonna be good because they have they with the win on the road at Chicago, they're pretty well set up for the next five or six weeks. They only have one road game after that first one, so they know two quite a two few words, games at home here so
1: two words Chris
0: Joe Flacco Joe Flacco we're gonna get his pick sixes right here here it comes all right man I'm That's- telling you Green Bay defense is playing way better when they drafted those I know um, Those <laughs> Darnell those cover, Savage. Those, yeah those cover corners that that they, it just expose they, they can do so many more things with their you know with their defensive front um, and that they run a three4 so they can, they can blitz more guys more more schemes more games up front when they have guys that can actually cover on the back end. So it's way different.
1: Very different. All right, man, that closes our week two injury recap, heading into week three here. Just getting started. Everyone overreacting to your fantasy lineups, chill out. Yep,
0: Studios. that was me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: stick yeah, with don't, it. don't go full tilt on us. It'll be okay. And uh, we're going to keep rolling into week three here. Uh, I, I kind of like this Thursday night setup, Chris, because it kind of gives a good – it it takes a while to kind of get the practice reports going yep we don't want to overreact anything we don't want to underreact to anything Uh, but I I feel like Wednesday or Thursday good night for us to release these um, or maybe record and then release for Um, sure
0: yeah and everybody pay attention to the you know to to Aaron and and myself on the you know on the Twitter on the Instagram we're going to try to do as much as we can with live you know with seeing the injuries happen like when you saw the you know, Ben throw the ball and grab his elbow. You're like, dang, yep. on the collateral ligament. You know, it's, I saw Drew Brees and the yep. slow mo, the ball and his thumb got caught. Like, yep, that's it's just towards the UCL on his on his thumb. Like, I mean, yeah, you no. Know, we'll and just try and, to and, and as soon as he went to go pick up right that away.
1: football, and as soon as he went to go pick up that football, and he couldn't. I just, yep. I, I, no grip strength. All gone. Something, yep, some with the grip strength. And going back to the Twitter, you can follow me at Aaron Berg underscore PT. And uh, Chris, what's what's your handle?
0: uh c it's just cc erics the first my first two initials cc and then ericks
1: perfect like like i said mine is aaron Berger underscore pt and you can follow the both of us on this account at ff aches and takes on twitter as well yeah as well as and uh we're, we're gonna get more content out to you guys we're gonna start doing some uh Against the Spread Picks with my friend Mike Panchik and uh, Dave Collison. We're going to do some Against the Spread Picks.
0: Ooh, let's do it. Yeah. And we got, and we got a special guest coming up in a couple of weeks.
1: Yes, we do. Chris, talk about that, please. So,
0: yeah, we got – I mean, there's a, a former um, NFL player that uh, was in the league for about 11 years, played uh, four years with the San Diego Chargers, five years with the Minnesota Vikings, and then spent his last season with the um, St. Louis, the Time Rams. Uh, Ben Lieber, uh, former starting linebacker for the Vikings, part of that defense with like EJ Henderson and Chad Greenway, Um, you know uh, all the guys down uh, the Williams brothers down the in the tackles. So good defense. Uh, We want to really pick his brain and ask about what the process is that you know NFL players go through to get ready on a week-to-week basis and what that injury and rehab process looks like.
1: I'm excited. And we have something cooking up. We're not going to announce it yet because it's not official. Nope, not official. <laughs> something this was official. But. Something big may be happening with this podcast, so make sure you're keeping up with us, and we will announce it when is it is official. Uh, but We're going to keep plugging away, my man. It's looking we good. We are. Thanks for tuning in for the uh, week two injury recap for the Fantasy Apes and Takes podcast. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yep.